Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. I am indeed the savvy traveler himself. I am indeed Rudy Maxa. And in case you haven't heard, airfares are up sharply on many routes for Thanksgiving and December holiday travel. Blame it on reduced capacity, an improving economy, the fact airlines have gotten better at selling all those seats on their flights. Christmas fares have gone up 7.3% since last year for an average ticket price of $337, not including taxes and fees. Throw those in, you're close to 400 Expedia says ticket purchases from the Northeast to Fort Lauderdale have risen an astounding 200% from last year. What is going on in Fort Lauderdale? And ticket prices there are up 10%. Lesson is, buy your holiday tickets now and save money by trying not to fly on the obvious days when everyone else wants to fly. Coming up this hour on America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, when is a celebrity not a celebrity? You might find yourself asking that question when we talk with Paul Motter from CruiseMates.com about a couple of how should we say, semi-famous people who have hooked up with cruise lines. Then we're going to meet the Minister of Tourism for Ireland, where a new 2,500-kilometer kilometer, drive is just about ready to open along the wild and beautiful west coast of that country. And how many Americans are there, do you think, of Irish descent? Go ahead, take a guess. I'll make it easy. Is it more or less than 25 million? We'll ask him. And if you happen to be in Paris during Halloween, why not spend that day on a scavenger hunt, a treasure hunt in the Louvre? Daisy DePlume will join us to tell us what that's all about. Most travel blogs are written by 20-somethings, but Tom and Kristen Henning-Bardell have been traveling for 30 years, which explains the name of their blog, TravelPast50.com. Their posts are concise, helpful, well-written, as you might expect from a couple who had a career in publishing. You'll meet them in a few minutes. Throw in a few deals of the week toward the end of the hour, and we call it a show, but first some current travel news. Well, we talked about the rumors that a discount airline out of Norway called Norwegian Air Shuttle might launch deeply discounted flights across the Atlantic. We talked about that last Saturday, last weekend, and a day after my show, the airline made it official. Beginning next summer, Norwegian Air Shuttle will begin flights between New York L.A. and Fort Lauderdale to London's Gatwick Airport with one-way fares starting at $240. I kid you not. Now, the airline's going right up against big competitors such as British Airways and Virgin Atlantic, though both of those airlines flying to Heathrow, not Gatwick. There's nothing wrong with Gatwick, but there are many more connections available from Heathrow or at Heathrow. And getting between those airports, should you need to, is quite a lengthy process. The head of Norwegian Air Shuttle says his airline's purchase of the new Boeing 787 Dreamliner cuts his flying costs by about 20% and makes these kinds of fares possible. While in-flight entertainment will be free, there will be a $50 charge for a package that would include an assigned seat, check luggage, and meals. So, But you still should be able to do it. Yeah, for under $900 round trip from the East Coast. Hey, who says Congress can't get anything done? Congressman Raul Ruiz, a Congress, excuse me, a Democrat from California, was aboard a flight from D.C. to Dallas-Fort Worth this week when a fellow passenger passed out. Turns out Ruiz just happens to be a doctor, not just any old doctor, but an emergency room physician. He assisted a crew member in laying the 60-something-year-old passenger on the floor of the plane, then helped stabilize him until the plane made an emergency landing in Raleigh, North Carolina. Ruiz is a freshman congressman from California's 36th district in Southern California. It includes Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and Indigo. 
You remember those Kathy Lee Gifford television ads for Carnival Cruise Lines, don't you? Linking, linking celebrities with cruise ships is nothing new. Cruise lines like to have famous names christened their ships, for example. But CruiseMates.com editor Paul Motter has noticed the credentials are getting a bit thin in some cases lately. Paul, nice to have you back on the show. Welcome. Hi, Rudy. Thank you. Well, are the pickings getting a little slim? Is that what you're noticing? Well, what I'm noticing is that the cruise lines will pick almost any celebrity that's been on television for any reason just for an excuse to put out a press release about a forthcoming ship. And I noticed that the latest was... Um, Royal Caribbean picking someone from the Travel Channel, Danny Jones, who I've, I've personally never heard of. Um, he's nope. a sports star from the NFL. He's going to create a game plan for active cruising aboard Quantum of the Seas, which is a ship that's already 13 months away from even coming out. So He's going to produce a game is, plan for active, an active cruising game plan? That means going to the health club and walking around the deck 20 times? I I don't know what it means exactly. He's an NFL star, and he's he's going to be designing the Sports Center, and is the the Sports Center features bumper cars, tennis, and basketball. Nothing like okay. soccer, football, or any of the games that Danny learned how to play on his travel travel show well, TV show. Well, I saw names of a couple of his travel shows on tra- uh, travel. Danny gets worked over down under. Danny is schwinging in Switzerland. I love that one. No, I have not heard of him either, but uh, there you go. Um, who, you, you mentioned that Guy Fieri, the, uh, the white crew-cutted madman on, on, on the Food Network, uh, whose restaurants regularly get panned, by the way, particularly his one in Times Square, he's doing something with food on the ships, right? Right. Guy Fieri, whose show is Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, has created a special restaurant for Carnival Cruise Line, and his his New York restaurant was panned by the Times Square so badly. I'm I'm sorry, by the New York Times so badly that it it's a great read just to go on there and read the review. It's hilarious. It was so bad he had to go on the Today Show the next day to defend his restaurant. But yes, it's Guy Fieri, not Guy. He's not a French chef. It's Guy, right. and he has created special hamburgers for Carnival that I hear are good, but I haven't tried one yet. All right. And now this is a name I also don't know. She's on HGTV. I will admit I don't watch HGTV, which I guess is House and Garden or Home and Garden Television. Genevieve Gordon, but I uh, I, I like that she's, she's also working with Quantum of the Seas, where her quote, this is from the press release that you pointed out in your column on cruisemates.com, where her soulful and whimsical style will be felt throughout the cruise ship. I think soulful and whimsical sort of are contradictory, but maybe that's just me. I, I don't know either, but what really gets to me is the fact that this ship is 13 months away, and is anyone going to remember that these celebrities were even mentioned? No. So far in, in advance. Word. <laughs> in a word, no. There are some legitimate celebrities, though, I presume. We've only got a minute left, but uh, there must be some big celebrity right. with a ship that makes sense. Well, Guy Fieri is a well-known celebrity, and a lot of people like True. him, but Carnival Cruise Lines picked George Lopez as their curator of comedy, um, oh. you know, for their comedy show, um, for their comedy nightclubs aboard their ships. Right. And as far as I know, George Lopez has never been on a cruise. <laughs> I, I think he went. I think he went aboard Carnival Triumph. You know the famous Triumph. You know poop cruise, all that. Yes, he went right. aboard when the ship came back out to do a show while it was in port, but he left before the ship sailed. So he's never even actually cruised. But he is the well, curator of comedy for Carnival. All 
All right. Well, I guess all he has to know about is comedy. I think I think they're only about uh, one level away from calling you and me, Paul. <laughs> I hope so. All right. You can read Paul's writings at cruisemates.com. It's a website that has more than Paul's writings. So you can read all about the cruise line industry. If you're a cruiser, check it out, cruisemates.com. Hey, Paul, thank you for stopping by. Thank you. Up next, we're going to check on things in Ireland right after this break. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. I'm your genial radio show host, Rudy Maxa, and I promise I'll be right back after this break. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here, inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Galway, and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious to iconic castles and coastlines, all are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today and go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Hey, new kid. Ever have that dream where nothing works? Orders are backed up, production lines not producing, management screaming, no solution in sight? Not me. Why? Granger. Granger's got everything we need in a book, an app, a website, hundreds of branches. Knowing a solution is on its way soothes me to sleep at night. I love the Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's about 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of the show is brought to you by Travel Guard. Travel Guard is the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. And Travel Guard's teamed up with Reader's Digest, a name you also know and trust for reliable expert advice. They put together something called the Free Smart Spenders Travel Guide that will give you, uh, well, 
Things like 10 reasons to stop making excuses and just travel already. Eight must-have travel accessories. How to eat like a king and play, pay like a pauper. Seven seasons, excuse me, seven secrets to cheap off-season vacations and more. It's called the Free Smart Spenders Travel Guide. You can pick it up at uh, TravelGuard.com or go to the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com, and you'll see a banner across the top of the page. Click on it, and you will get your free guide. I mentioned last week that in a few weeks I'm going over to Ireland. I'm going to be delighted to do two shows in Ireland. This will be the third year that I've done that, and it's always a treat. We're going to be doing Northern Ireland this time. Joining me on the phone, he's here in the United States right now, traveling through California, is Leo Varadkar. Did I pronounce it correctly, sir? Varadkar. Yeah, um, but feel free to call me Leo. Everyone does. I'll call you Leo. Leo is a congressman in Ireland. He's also the Minister of Tourism, Transport, and Sport for the Irish go uh, government. And obviously his job is to convince us to come over to Ireland. Uh, not necessarily a difficult job, I don't think he's finding. Let me ask you first, um, Leo, this is coming to the end of a year that was called The Gathering, in which you invited folks from, of Irish descent, actually really anybody, to come over to Ireland in 2013. How did The Gathering, how's The Gathering going here in this uh, almost next to the last month of it? Yeah, it's gone uh, extraordinarily well. Um, it's really exceeded uh, pretty much all of our expectations. Um, you know, the idea really was just to get everyone, everyone in Ireland, every every community, every parish, every every sports club, every business, every college, you name it, to um, put on some sort of special event and uh, and invite people uh, from overseas to uh, come and visit. And uh, it's gone gone extremely well. It's actually been. Um, a uh, record year for tourism in Ireland. So uh, even though it finishes up in a few weeks' time, we're going to keep the concept alive and um, really build up all of our kind of interesting events and festivals and invitations programs because um, because it's just, just gone so well. And how are you going to carry this through through 2014? Well, I think I think it's just just the kind of the kind of the, the concept. Um, you'll probably know already that Ireland has, uh, you know, a very exciting program of festivals and events that happen pretty much uh, all year round, and uh, they happen every year anyway. Um, but what we've tried to do uh, this year, which worked extremely well, was to um, add an international dimension to everything. So, you know, if somebody was having a traditional music festival, to um, make an effort to invite people from overseas to to come to that. So we're we're going to keep keep doing that and keep building on on all those events and um, I really think Ireland is just one of those uh, places that everyone has to visit once in their lives and, really and I think simply word of mouth time, you know? and I think word of mouth will I mean the folks who the increased number who came this year will tell their friends back home and they'll this this statistic stuns me the last US census in the last US census 44 million people in America claimed Irish heritage whereas the population of Ireland is only 5 million that's an extraordinary spread. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Um, there's uh, b between north and south. There's about um, about six million people. But um, because of our you know history of, of emigration, uh, huge numbers of people went to England, to America, Canada, Australia, all over the world. And if you add them up, um, about seventy million people. Uh, have some Irish heritage now. That mightn't be, that mightn't be 100% Irish, but might be a grandparent or maybe a great grandparent. Uh, and about half of them, in fact, more than half of them, uh, are in the United States. Um, and uh, I think most of those people feel a very uh, special connection to Ireland. And when they come to Ireland, um, you know, it's a very special trip for them. Well, this would explain why almost everywhere I go in the world, there's an Irish pub, just sort of guaranteed to be one. The uh 
there's something called the, this is going to be this will open i gather in, in 2014 called the wild atlantic way what is the wild atlantic way in ireland uh, what it is, it's um, it's a it's a coastal driving route or a coastal touring route uh, along the west coast of Ireland. Uh, starts um, in the north, uh, up in Donegal, and uh, finishes around Kerry and Cork uh, in the south. Um, it's always been there, but what we're trying to do now is to improve it. We've put in some new infrastructure and uh, much better signposting and so on, uh, and um, it really is really is quite spectacular it's um on the west coast of ireland it's at uh, the edge of europe the edge of the old world and um there are just some amazing scenery amazing seascapes um but as well as that there's just some fabulous towns and villages along the way and uh, some really interesting characters characters to meet um I, I i don't know if i'd do it all in one go quite frankly it's uh it's uh you could do it in one holiday, but it'd be fairly fairly rushed. But um, it's a twenty five hundred kilometer route, correct? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, pretty long, and I think a lot of people have been to Ireland before. Might have seen some of it. They might have been to maybe Kerry or or Clare or to Galway, um, but it extends beyond that, uh, both north and south. We're talking with Leo Varadkar. He's the a, a congressman in, in Ireland, as well as the Minister for Tourism, Transport, and Sport. And he is uh, doing a swing through the United States, inviting even more Americans to go to Ireland. And if you have never been there, trust me, you are in for a treat. And, you know, this is the third time I've gone, as I mentioned, Leo, but I've, I've gone in November, which I think a lot of people might go, ah, oh, who wants to go to Ireland in November? It's actually, is it because of the water that it's the, the temperature is fairly mild year-round? I mean, this is a country that you don't have to cross any months off as do-not-visit months, do you? Yeah, that, that's true. Um, I suppose it's, in Ireland the weather is, is unpredictable. Um, uh, you know, I suppose in, in most America there are, you know, hot summers and, and cold winters. It's not not really like that in Ireland. Um, it's kind of temperate uh, all year round, maybe a little bit warmer in in summer and a little bit colder in the winter, but you never get, you know, you never really get snowed in or iced in or, you know, maybe once in every three or four years. So actually it's not a bad idea to um, to visit maybe off-season because, uh, you know, it's maybe fewer tourists, it's uh, a little bit less crowded and um, the accommodation and so on is probably a little bit less expensive and yeah, it's, it's not that um, it's not that you can't you can't enjoy the holiday in the same way you would. Tell me about uh, how northern the northern tip of Ireland and the rest of the southern part of Ireland are working together tourism-wise now. Yeah, well, well, since the um, you know since the peace process um, about twenty years ago, um, when when the violence ended, and we've had a peace process and peace in Ireland since then, um, there are still two two different jurisdictions. Uh, Northern Ireland is part of the United Kingdom, and uh, the Republic of Ireland is an independent country. But we decided that in in a few areas we would work together and. Um, promote Ireland, if you like, uh, as a single island, and tourism is one of those areas. Uh, and there's really good cooperation uh, between North and South when it comes to tourism. Uh, and of course, for visitors, you can travel freely. There's no border controls or, or border checks or anything like that. Uh, the only difference, really, is is, is the currency is different. Um, we use the euro in the South, and they use the um, the British pound in the North. When you meet people in America or anywhere, for that matter, who have not been to Ireland, what's your elevator pitch to them? What do you What do you say in a paragraph? Well, 
Well, I guess what I say to them is that it's um, a dream destination. It's somewhere you really have to go at some stage in your life. Uh, the people are just amazing. Uh, the welcome for Americans in particular uh, is really special. Um, the landscape is like none other in the world. Uh, and we also have a really ancient heritage, you know, a Celtic heritage stretching back millennia. And, you know, cities like Dublin, uh, an amazing European capital city that's over a thousand years old. I tell them about the people, and I tell them about the storytelling as well. Are you a storyteller? Um, well, I'm a politician, so I kind of have to be. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, I didn't mean those but, kind of stories, Leo. I'm talking about uh, narratives. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's what I mean, too. But, um, oh, good. But, um, but yeah, no, I, th- I, think, I think a lot of people who visit, um, what they do say to me is the thing they remember the most are the, the kind of little interactions along the way uh, with local people, and that's the kind of memories that people bring back. And I find it one of the easiest countries in the world to have those interactions. You're not a stranger, not just in bars, which is almost a cliche, but in restaurants. I've had people talk to me in stores when they've heard my accent and ask what I'm doing here. And have I seen this? Have I been there? It's, it's an exceedingly friendly country. Yeah, that's that's um, absolutely right, and uh, I, I think I think as a nation, uh, Irish people are, are very friendly, but also very curious. So if they do meet somebody from uh, overseas, you know they're going to want to know about them, you know where they've come from, uh, why they're why they why they are where they are, and um, they're going to want to make them feel very welcome. Uh, and I think that's that's a big positive um, about the experience in Ireland. It's it's particularly true outside of the big cities because. Uh, you know, cities by their nature tend to be a little bit less personal. Um, but, but even Dublin, which is a pretty big city, over a million people, uh, it's still an extremely friendly place. I should also point out it's gotten easier for Americans to get to Ireland. There are now nonstop flights, uh, d- nonstop to Ireland from Chicago, New York, Boston, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and uh, in I think the first or second of April of this year, there'll be a new nonstop flight to Ireland from San Francisco. Leo Vatikar is the uh, Minister for Tourism. Uh, transport and sport. He's also a congressman. Thank you so much for joining us, Leo. Thank you, and enjoy your trip to Northern Ireland. I can't wait to get there. We'll be coming to you from Ireland in just a couple of weeks, and we're going to take a break and come right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Honey, you know that flight we were supposed to fly out on tomorrow? It's been canceled because of the weather. This was supposed to be our dream vacation. How did we end up here in the emergency room? Where's my luggage? The carousel is empty. Got a travel insurance plan? If you do, you can be covered for trip cancellation due to a covered reason. Medical expenses, lost luggage, and more. Cover yourself today. Call your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com. Coverage provided by TravelGuard Group, Inc., a licensed insurance producer. Coverage will be limited by the terms and conditions of the policy and may not be available in all states. Insurance underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, PA. Hey, new kid, ever have that dream where nothing works? Orders are backed up, production lines not producing, management screaming, no solution in sight? Not me. Why? Granger. Granger's got everything we need in a book, an app, a website, hundreds of branches. Knowing a solution is on its way soothes me to sleep at night. I love the Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. It's easier than ever to visit Ireland with the addition uh, this year of direct flights from major U.S. cities. And next year, travelers from the West Coast will be able to fly nonstop on Aer Lingus from San Francisco to Dublin. And once in Ireland, you'll be in one of the hippest destinations in Europe. You'll be able to visit ancient landmarks, stay in five-star hotels, sample cuisine by a new generation of chefs. Cities, including Dublin, Belfast, and others, have recently been listed on the best destination lists of National Ge- Geographic and TripAdvisor. So what are you waiting for? Plan a trip today by visiting Ireland.com for more information and experience the vacation of a lifetime in Ireland. Or you can go to my website for the radio show, RudyMaxa.com, and there'll be a banner ad right across the top there. You can click on it. Welcome back. Welcome back. We talked to uh, Daisy DePlume not too long ago about some of the innovative things she does in connection with the Louvre Museum in Paris. And she's got something coming up for Halloween, which is called a death hunt. Um, I guess I'm going to let Daisy explain it. We've reached her at her home in Paris. Uh, Daisy, thanks for being back, coming back on the show. Well, thank you. The pleasure is mine. I don't know. Death hunt, the Louvre. The two seem... Uh, <laughs> explain well, to me what, what, what happens in, on, uh, on the 30th of October in the death hunt in the Louvre. Well, this upcoming Wednesday night, um, I have uh, tourists as well as locals. Um, who are going to all be wearing black, and they'll be looking for skulls within paintings. Since there are also skeletons as sculpture, and there are all sorts of vanitas. There are Egyptian mummies. There are Roman sarcophagi. There are all sorts of things that are all related to death, and it's appropriate because it's Halloween, or all at right, least so you, the night before. So you are looking for symbols. You're. This is a treasure hunt, and you, this is for how many, between two to four people competing against each other? Yeah, the teams are two to four people. Um, it's all in English, um, and there are, altogether, there are, I think so far, there are eight teams that are playing against each other. Some teams have children, some teams are all adults. Um, they're given a list of treasures that are all related to death. And they're given 90 minutes to go throughout the museum, photograph themselves in front of, um, like, a, a, a 17th century Vanitas painting pointing to a skull within the canvas. And then they have to meet back, and then we go to a cafe, and we have a drink, and we do the scores, and we see who wins. But how much, how many clues do you give them? Do you tell them actually the names of the piece of art defined, or are there, is it yeah. a little more difficult than that? So they no, said they have to pretty, navigate an enormous it's museum. It's straightforward. It's what, I'm, what each person is given the same thing. They're given a map that's highlighted as to where the treasure is, because as you know, the Louvre is huge. So I, I don't do it covering the entire museum. They're given, um, I think this one has about 30 pieces of treasure, quote-unquote treasure, which are arts, the pieces of uh, art within the museum. There's a photograph of the piece. There are bold lines that identify the piece. And then there's a paragraph that describes the piece, and that's kind of where they get the art history kind of seeping into them through the point of the game. Um, Within the text, then they have bonus questions. So sometimes they have to pose like a skeleton. Sometimes they have (laughs) to, you know, answer silly questions. Um, So so sometimes it's fun, and sometimes it's knowledge-based questions also. Now, does the Louvre know you're doing this? Are they happy to cooperate? They're not. Um, I've asked for their 
if they would like to write me into a program. <laughs> um, and they, they, they haven't responded, but they certainly know that I'm doing it, and it's, it's perfectly fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything wrong. And as long as you don't use a flash, you can take a picture of someone standing in front of a painting, I Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. And you also yeah. have another one coming up on the 29th. It's a food and wine one. Same concept. You, you have identified pieces of art that incorporate food and wine. Um, this yeah. is the Saturday well, after Thanksgiving, that one by the way. Is for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's the 29th that of November. One... Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so that's the Saturday after Thanksgiving, um, which is Saturday the 30th of November. That's in the daytime. Um, the the Halloween hunt is at night because it's more appropriate, I think. Right. Um, but the food and wine one is um, it's the same in principle. I mean, I have I've designed 12 different um, treasure hunts. Um, so it's looking for food and wine, and it's, there are a lot more kind of obscure pieces, such as um, Greek um, Greek pots as well. It gets you to more out-of-the-way corners of the museum, um, such as the new Islamic wing uh, that has some wonderful pictures and um, kind of house houseware, wonder, beautiful Iznik dishes and now, now, I should point out that Daisy DePlume is an art historian, and I'll tell you how to find more details about this. You want to go to thatlou.com. That stands for Treasure Hunt at the Louvre. So it's T-H-A-T-L-O-U, That Lou, and you can find out more about this if you happen to be heading over to Paris in the next couple of months, or if you have friends in Paris, you want to tell them about it, that's, that's the way to do it. Uh, what do you do when you're not, we've only got 20 seconds left, Daisy. As an art historian, what do you do when you're not planning these uh, treasure hunts? Well, I'm, because of the company, there there are also administrational things to do, especially being in France, unfortunately. Um, but researching the the treasure hunts is a, a main thing, and writing on my blog about other pieces in the museum, apart from the actual treasure hunts. And we'll find that blog at thatlou dot com. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and Lou is yeah. And Lou is spelled L U L O U. Thatlou dot com. L O U is for the Louvre. Yeah. Exactly. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us, Daisy. Good luck on the treasure hunt. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be, right, Be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Hey, new kid. Ever have that dream where nothing works? Orders are backed up, production lines not producing, management screaming, no solution in sight? Not me. Why? Granger. Granger's got everything we need in a book, an app, a website, hundreds of branches. Knowing a solution is on its way soothes me to sleep at night. I love the Granger catalog in all its forms. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. 
For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. Hi, Rudy Maxa inviting you to explore one of the hippest destinations in Europe, Ireland. Ireland's fascinating cities, including Dublin and Belfast, are making their way onto the best destination lists of Lonely Planet, National Geographic, and TripAdvisor. 2013 has seen a huge increase in access, with many flights from various U.S. cities making a visit to Ireland highly accessible. And once you arrive, there's never been a better time to taste Ireland's fabulous cuisine in Dublin's Creative Quarter, or sample some of the freshest seafood from the nearby coast in Galway City. Meet the new generation of chefs in Belfast, Cork, or Kilkenny, taking fresh seasonal ingredients and transforming them into mouth-watering dishes. In 2014, the Wild Atlantic Way will open. That's Ireland's first long-distance driving route, offering visitors an opportunity to truly discover the west coast of this breathtaking country. Come, discover all that Ireland has to offer by planning a trip today. For more information, go to Ireland.com or look under Sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Honey, you know that flight we were supposed to fly out on tomorrow? It's been canceled because of the weather. This was supposed to be our dream vacation. How did we end up here in the emergency room? Where's my luggage? The carousel is empty. Got a travel insurance plan? If you do, you can be covered for trip cancellation due to a covered reason. Medical expenses, lost luggage, and more. Cover yourself today. Call your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com. Coverage provided by TravelGuard Group Inc., a licensed insurance producer. Coverage will be limited by the terms and conditions of the policy and may not be available in all states. Insurance underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, PA. Get out the map, get out the map, and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. I mentioned at the top of the hour that a lot of travel blogs are written by 20-somethings and so on, but this is, this is a different one. This blog, well, the name says it all. It's called TravelPass50.com, and it's curated by Tom Bartell and his wife, Kristen Henning Bartell. And I, I must say, it's a, a very, very well-done travel blog, very clean, very good-looking, very art. Uh, I mean, great art, uh, nice prose, bite-sized. You can you know, they just return from a, a trip in Japan, or at least apparently according to the blog they did. Um, and that befits a, a couple who's been in publishing. They uh, uh, started an alternative, well, excuse me, we used to call it alternative papers back in the 60s, a weekly tabloid in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul, called City Pages, which was eventually sold to the Village Voice Company. And they had another magazine called The Rake, which was more of a, more of a magazine, as I said. Um, so we would expect it to be articulate, and we would expect it to be good-looking, and it is. Tom and Kristen, I'm sorry we have no more time to talk to you. Great, Rudy. Thanks. Well, nice to have you got you you all on. So, what's the deal? So, when I, I know you started traveling about thirty years ago, but apparently you're traveling almost full time now. Is that correct? Yes, uh, we have been traveling full time since uh, about the middle of two thousand ten, and uh, at that time we sold the house, sold pretty much everything we owned. Uh, those stuff we didn't sell, we put in storage, and we took off. And it must be working out for you. Well, it's a lot of fun, that's for sure. And we're certainly we're doing things that we've never done before. And uh, and we have no home to go back to anyway, so we may as well stay on the road. <laughs> is, is it really, you have you have no fixed address? A post office box. Yeah. And so, where are you living? Where are you sleeping tonight? Do you, I know you have an RV, right? Is that what you're living <laughs> no. in? No, we 
don't. In, in fact, that's kind of the question we normally get when we tell people we're travelers. They say, oh, you have an RV? And I said, well, yeah, but we just got back from Japan, and we left it there. So, <laughs> Well, where, where where do you sleep every night? I mean, different places, well, obviously. tonight but... we just happened to be at my mother's home in Iowa, and uh, uh, we are on— Council Bluffs, Iowa. Council Bluffs, Iowa. We are on a six-day U.S. Uh, hiatus, if you will. We were We got back from Japan three days ago, and on Wednesday we're leaving for Spain, so— so are you are you are you basically the two of you sort of the world's guests? Yes, the world's moochers. <laughs> the world's moochers. I was trying to put it nicely. <laughs> All right, now we can keep I, making more friends whose homes we can stay at. Yes. Uh, now I I notice you you switch off bylines. I'm looking at your Japan postings. Kristen writes mm-hmm. sometimes. Tom writes the other. Uh, is this a question? How, how do we, how do you decide who does it? Who has to do it? Being a writer. Well, it is a toss-up. Tom does uh, almost all the photography. I also take pictures, but I don't do anything with them after I've taken them. So he always beats me to the punch there. And um, I was thinking about this recently because we've worked together a lot. I think I'm the play-by-play person, and he's the color man. And I I tend to do more of the logistics part of traveling that um, some people look for in a travel blog. And... Uh, but we both just, you know, things strike us or, or crazy things happen to us. And, of course, we love writing about those things, like my clumsiness, for example. <laughs> I fall down a lot, and uh, so that gives me a lot Kristen. of... Yeah. Yeah, she well, did we... a face plant on a, a uh, train platform in Japan, and we got to see what a emergency room in Japan is oh, like. Oh, no. Oh, Very no. Nice, that's well, actually. They well, were... It was oh. a good experience overall. <laughs> you always remember the things that go wrong, Paul Fulwis said in travel. We've only got about a minute left. Can, give me two points that distinguish different of travel after 50 versus travel after 25. I'll give the first one. It's it's pacing. We just, um, you know, don't care if we if one day we don't feel like doing what we thought we might do and and just hang out, read or write or skip a day, if you will, of, of touring about, we we do that. We just don't feel a compulsion to get out and and sponge up new things every day. Uh, we see a lot of new things. I, I, I tell you, we spend a lot less time in bars than we did when we were 25. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, you know, in the past couple of years, we've walked the Camino de Santiago in Spain, and we nice. also walked 100 kilometers into the jungle of uh, Guatemala, something I wouldn't have been dumb enough to do when I was 25. <laughs> <laughs> well, check out uh, Tom and, 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 and Kristen's blog. It's it's travelpast50.com. Tom Bartell and Kristen Henning Bartell uh, curate that and do a very good job of posting photographs and giving you some good advice on, on places, including most recently Japan. Tom and Kristen, thanks for dropping by. Have a nice right, time with thank Mom. Thank you, Rudy. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max. We've got some deals for you, and we'll talk about some fancy hotels that have cats in them. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. 
You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 52 minutes after the hour, and if you've heard a segment on this show that you'd like to share with someone else, feel free to go to rudymaxa.com and click on podcasts. This weekend's show should be up by Sunday evening, wherever you live, Monday at the very latest. Uh, the show's divided, the podcast's divided into hour one and hour two, and you're now listening to hour two, by the way, of the show. And so if there's something you've heard in this hour, you can simply you can listen to it again if you didn't hear the whole segment, or you can send it to a friend who might find it of interest. You'll also find my travel minutes posted there. Each uh, Monday through Friday for many of my stations, I post some travel consumer advice and other observations called the Travel Minute. Just click on Travel Minute, and those will pop up as well. Uh, Gerald Graziano is a communications manager with Leading Hotels of the World. Leading Hotels of the World is a... Uh, a collection of uh, fabulous hotels around the world and uh, full journalistic disclosure. Leading Hotels of the World was a major underwriter for one season of 13 shows of my PBS uh, travel shows uh, several years ago. So I uh, just have to note that for the record. And uh, Gerald has, uh, ha- has word that in five of these many hotels that Leading Hotels represents, there are apparently cats living. And this is a good thing, right, Gerald? This isn't a problem. This is definitely not a problem, correct. Now, what? How did these? Are these cats that were found? Do you know, or are they owners' cats, or somebody left them behind in a room? Well, some of the some of the cats actually wandered onto property on their own. You know, deciding this is going to be my my new home to live in. Um, other 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 cats were given as guests, and it's you know they're they're really interesting stories because you know we wanted to we wanted to talk about something different um, besides you know just the standard hotel chat. So we decided let's talk about cats just in time for Halloween. And, you know, it makes sense because cats love to be pampered. They love to lounge around all day. So, of course, you know, living on a luxury property just makes sense, right? I was going to say that none of these cats apparently have a very tough life, I'm guessing. Do you know what hotels these are in, <laughs> these five cats? Yeah, no, they have they have very lovely lives. Um, you know, some of them are a little spoiled, too. Um, we have two cats actually named Mona and Lisa. How cute are those names? Um, at Hotel de Russi in Rome. And they only eat food that's prepared by the chef on property. Of course so they only stuff eat Stuff like food. that, yeah. They love, they love the grilled salmon, so they're definitely, you know, a little spoiled luxury cats. Oh, my goodness. What other hotels have cats? One of my favorite stories, um, you know, we contacted a bunch of our hotels to, to get their stories about their cats. There's a cat named Margarita who is living in Thailand at Napa Sai by Orient Express. And this is a great story because the cat actually wandered on property on his own. And the hotels decided maybe it's not a great idea to have the cat here. Maybe some of the, the hotel guests may not, you know, appreciate it. So they actually brought the cat um, to these monks um, about 25 miles away to take care of the cat. You know, they take cats and they don't have homes. And Margarita, and within a, a couple of days, actually no. uh, about faced and headed back to the hotel no. on his own and, and, you know, showed up there knocking on the door. Um, so the hotel decided, you know, this cat, this cat is loyal. So you know, how can we turn this cat away again? So the cat is now living on property full time. Where is this hotel in Thailand? This hotel is in um, Koh Samui. Oh, Koh Samui. So the be- down south on the beach area. Okay, but still, that's a yeah, rural. Yeah. That's a rural area for a cat to navigate back twenty-five miles. I mean, it's not one straight highway. I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it must have been some journey, right? So this is the Ravadi Resort. Uh, no, this is Napa Sai by Orient Express, actually. Okay, Napa Sai. All right, I'm sorry. You said so fast. That's what I wanted to hear again. Okay, but it's oh, a yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful part of Thailand. Well, fabulous. Uh, well, I just, uh, that's great. Any, you got, we got time for one more. Do you have one more cat story? 
Um, yeah, we do have one more cat story. Um, another interesting story is Skabenga from the uh, Oyster Box in South Africa. So this cat's been living on property for about 10 years. It's actually his birthday month, so happy birthday, Skabenga. Um, the hotel went under renovations about in 2009, and for some reason the cat was not happy once he returned. He didn't like the changes, you know, and he was a very friendly ha- uh, cat in the beginning. So he spent a lot of time just hiding in the office after the renovations. And then, you know, after a few weeks, one day he just popped out into the lobby, greeted the guests, and, you know, he, he's, been the, he's been the same ever since again. So he, he's finally happy with the renovations that the hotel did. Terrific. I certainly have heard of dogs in, in, in hotels. I've not heard of cats. Hey, uh, Gerald, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Rudy. Thank you so much. Gerald Graziano is a communication manager with Leading Hotels of the World. It's based in New York, but the hotels are all over the world. Uh, let me just do one very fast deal of the week. Uh, Princess Cruises is offering an unusual deal on the line's new three-day Princess Getaway Cruises from L.A. aboard the Golden Princess. Uh, during this uh, promotion, if you take a cruise between November 15th and December 1st, you're going to get 50% of whatever you paid for your cruise fare back as a credit toward a future cruise. This offer ends November 15th. So there you go. Uh, let me see. Anything else? All right. There are, there are cruises leaving on November 15th, November 18th, November 21st, and December 1st. But again, you've got you to gotta, uh, arrange this deal by November 15th. Uh, take a take a uh, princess uh, getaway cruise out of LA for three days and get fifty percent of whatever you pay back uh, for as credit toward a future cruise. Again, good between November fifteenth and December first of twenty thirteen. All right, that about brings us to the end of this uh, this weekend's Rudy Max's World. We hope you'll join. I hope you'll join me again uh, next weekend, same time, same station. We'll have a whole roster of. Uh, uh, guests for you. In about two weeks, we're going to be coming to you from Ireland. I'm really looking forward to that. We, this will be the third year we've done that, and I've learned a lot about that country. So uh, we'll see you next week. I want to thank my engineer, Jeff Ryder, my producer, Janet DeAcevito McDonald. Couldn't do it without them. I thank all our uh, member stations as well as you, our listeners. See you again next week. Travel safely. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.